Welcome to the Proudly Imperfect podcast with your host, me, Courtney Wallbank, aka the Grow and Glow Coach, bringing you realness you can relate to, real conversations, real people, and I'm sure there'll be real fuck ups along the way. This is about accepting yourself for the hot, steamy mess you are and embracing your incredible imperfections. Subscribe if you love it, and I hope you like today's episode. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to the Proudly Imperfect podcast. I am so glad you are here, as usual, so grateful. Um, We are on, can you believe it, the 39th episode of the Proudly Imperfect podcast. We're nearly at 50. Um, We started in in Feb, and we are now nearly in November, and I can't believe, like, We've, we've had an episode bang on every week and I can't believe we're, in it, we're nearly at 50, to be honest. Like, it's gone so fast. And considering it's something that I put off for such a long time because I used to have this belief of, you know, I'm more a writer than a speaker. And I think that narrative, well, no, I don't think I know. That narrative in my brain just, just kind of told me that, you know, I can't start this podcast until um I'm 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 further down the line with what I'm doing and that's utter bullshit so little reminder before we get this episode going like please check in with yourself check in with your own bullshit call yourself out on your own bullshit and see where you're getting in your own way because when you're telling yourself a narrative about something like not like your thoughts are not an ultimate truth right you get to choose which ones are true so why don't we choose the ones that are going to fucking propel us forward and make us feel good. I love doing this podcast. I love getting the messages of people saying, you know, oh my God, this fucking resonated so much. Oh my God, I feel so good after this episode. Oh my God, I'm putting this into practice. Like that right there absolutely lights up my soul on another level. So check in with yourself, hon. See where you are getting in your own way and get out of it <laughs> so I do apologize if you can hear me squeaking in the background we are in a bit of a different environment today we're in I'm at, I'm at my part-time job so I'm in the restaurant uh waiting for some free in beer to be delivered and I thought you know what I may as well um come in and record a podcast here like the background's a little bit cool I might actually do it I might actually fucking come in here and and record them all the time, (laughs) to be honest. Okay, so what we are going to be discussing today is we're going to be discussing how to become besties with anxiety. Now, (laughs) the title of this is probably, especially if you're experiencing anxiety right now and you're feeling a little bit stuck, this title has probably got you thinking what the actual fuck people have been in my world for a while and understand how I approach this topic will probably know where I'm going with this episode today and it is something that I'm really really passionate about it's something that I have not seen elsewhere it's something that I've truly not seen anxiety and emotions in general taught in this way emotions that we try and and human responses that we try and kind of completely eliminate and disregard and, and throw away that part of us, right? 
Now, um, I thought I would kick things off with, with my story and go into detail with my story with anxiety and just how bad it was. And the reason why I share this story before we kick off is because if I can get from the place that I was, then to to where I am right now and, and shift that relationship with anxiety, then anybody else listening to this absolutely can. And I think it's so important for people to kind of resonate with where I was so they understand where they can be, you know? Um, so I kind of have always experienced anxiety. Um, I've kind of in my, I'd say my late teens, early twenties, it was very up and down. So sometimes it would be quite severe all the times it would just be going on in the background, but I would, you know, I would, I would feel quite anxious um I'd just I'd just wake up feeling anxious and that it would consume me for for days and weeks other times it would just be kind of going on in the background now for most of those years I genuinely and even when I moved out to Australia I just genuinely thought that was how how people are how some people live and it was just a part of who I was as a person I genuinely believed that the way the way I was and the the anxiety and the severity and the ups and downs that I felt I felt like that I was nothing I could, there's nothing I could do about it and that's just who I was as a person it was part of my personality let's say right now when I think it was a mixture of of a lot of things that made this anxiety get to a point where it could no longer be ignored. And this is what I want you to take away from today. You don't have to get to the point that I got to. You might be already at that point. And if you are, are I'm sending all the loves and all the, all the snuggles. And also I'm sending this fucking value that you're getting on this podcast today because this will change your life if you are rock bottom. I'm quite confident in saying that. <laughs> if you put the things into practice, obviously. So... I completely lost my train of thought there. Oh, so it was <laughs> a couple of things that made it get to boiling point, I like to call it. Boiling point, rock bottom. Um, you know, we just had COVID. Um, I kind of I just moved in with Aaron, so that was triggering a lot of feelings. Um, and a a, a couple a, a comment got made by um a friend, well. We don't, we don't really speak anymore, but a girl who was a friend, the comment got made about my appearance. And because I'd already or always already had these anxieties kind of under the surface, that one comment, and this was not through no fault of her own, like obviously she made the comment because she ex she's experiencing her own hurt and that's fine. But that I the, the reaction I had to that comment led me or led me on a um one of the biggest spirals of my life in terms of anxiety which in hindsight I'm so grateful for um so you know all of these things all of these kind of big big world things like COVID and just a lot of internal stuff kind of made my anxiety truly kind of um 
come to the surface like never before. So over the duration of like four months, about four years ago now, three years ago, let's say actually, um, I got to the point where I was a slave to my anxiety. I was trapped by my anxiety. And what I mean by that is it was started, it started to control my life. And now I look back and I know that, you know, it it was a disorder. I had an anxiety disorder. I were, I couldn't go out. I was canceling events. I couldn't concentrate in work. Um, I wasn't connecting with anyone. I was kind of feeling disconnected and, and convinced even my partner didn't like me. Um, I feel like I couldn't talk to anyone. I was kind of suffering in silence, even though I, I don't believe that I was suffering from anxiety. And I'll get onto that a little bit later. I have mentioned this before in the podcast um, when we did a podcast on trauma. Um, can't remember what episode that is, but if you scroll through, it's a really good episode. Um, I, I was I was going through this in silence because I was so ashamed and embarrassed. Um, and, you know, I, I remember multiple times in work, I would just have this overwhelming tight chest, bursting into tears, couldn't breathe. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't, for me, the difference between panic attacks and anxiety attacks, for me, because I've had both, um, I went for a stage when I was 20, 21, where um, I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't fall asleep because I thought I was going to die. Um, now, that was self... I don't even want to say it was self-inflicted. I, I mean, it was. But I didn't have the tools to respond to the way that made me feel so basically I was 20 21 I went to a party and took a shitload of gear um probably more than I've ever taken in my entire life I was very very irresponsible very very stupid um and I I basically took whatever I took and I got home and I had a spliff I used to smoke weed quite a lot I can't even touch weed now um and I was begging my ex for a spliff right I was like please 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 it will make me because I couldn't sleep so it was wide out my head and I was like please roll me a spliff like I need it to sleep and he kind of was like no no it's too late let's just go to sleep I was like nagging him and he rolled a spliff and I must have had about two two drags of it and I I cannot even explain it I remember it so vividly because I was so fucking scared um oh my god it's so weird uh speaking about this so I I remember I went to shut the blinds and my body just felt like it stopped working and then I just went into absolute panic mode I couldn't speak all that was coming out of my mouth was the words no and I was screaming no but in my head I was like please I I think I'm having a heart attack I need to go to hospital but my body wasn't cooperating and all that were coming out my mouth was me screaming no. His mum was in and his mum had to take me to the hospital. But in my head, right, every, it was like, it would come in episodes and in my head, each episode was getting worse and worse and worse. And it was going to get to the point where it like my head, my heart was going to explode. I felt like I was having a heart attack and then I was calming down it was a panic attack, 
four times a thousand because of everything that I'd had. But in my head, I was dying, right? I ended up in the hospital, caused a fucking scene in the hospital. Oh my goodness. Oh, guys, it's not funny. But considering I'd already experienced anxiety before them, after that was just insane. So for months and months after that, I experienced really bad panic attacks where I couldn't sleep because I thought I was going to die. You know, I had the shame and guilt around that for a long time because I obviously had to tell my mom and she's just like, he total. She didn't even have a tattoo. I mean, that's not got nothing to do with it, but you know what I mean? She's that kind of vibe. Um, And that whole experience just really made, even then though, I didn't have the tools to manage what was going on in my body. Now I'm so aware of what was going on. I, I had a traumatic experience and anytime I fell asleep, my nervous system was being reminded of the fact that in my head, we almost nearly died, right? So the difference between panic attacks and anxiety attacks for me is panic attack is I'm having a fucking heart attack. I'm going to die. But you, can, you also are able to use these tools for that but I didn't have them then. I wasn't aware of them then. Then with the anxiety, for me, it's really fast heart rate. Same as a panic attack, but I don't feel like I'm going to die. It's more, I have no control. It's more, I don't feel safe in my own body. Uncontrollable tears, uh, shaking, just like claustrophobic in my own body, sweating, you know, that for me, that's the, they're the two, they're the two key differences. And I was having anxiety attacks quite often. So I ha- I would have to like leave work, get up, go in the bathroom. I remember ringing my partner and saying, you need to come to the, because we worked in the same office at the time. Um, I mean, it was just, it was taking over my life, if I'm being perfectly honest. When I was in these, this state, and this was my baseline state for months, the thoughts that were accessible to me, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later on, the thoughts that were accessible to me were thoughts that didn't allow me to see the world straight, see the world like it is. So even when someone would pay me a compliment, my mind would tell me that that person is lying. That person is only saying what they're saying because they feel sorry for me. Like this is what was, if someone would pay me a compliment and this is what went through my mind. And it wasn't just like embarrassment, like, oh, thank you. It was, I would get anxious from someone paying me a compliment and feel absolutely worse because in my mind, that person was like, oh my God, I'm going to pay this compliment. This is how like mad my mind was working at the time. This person is paying me a compliment because they feel sorry for me because um or just they don't really mean it and they're taking the piss right um and it 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 was it was like my mind was telling me people didn't want to be around me and this is what I'm going to get into about anxiety coming up to the surface because I've always felt that I just wasn't aware of it or I would ignore it and try and live up to what they wanted me to be and try so hard to get rid of this feeling of anxiety that people don't want me around and do everything on the outside and everything that was fake and not me to try and suppress that rather than listening to it and understand it. And this is why 
I believe it kind of all comes to the surface because at some point it always does. So it got worse and worse and worse. Um, I was experienced, experiencing thoughts of like, what, what is the point? Surely this is it, isn't it? Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I would never act on it. It was more of just, I was just, my mind was just telling me that I was nothing that I was disgusting. And please, if any woman is listening to this and is experiencing this now or experiences this in waves, I I listen to me when I say I never have thoughts like that anymore. No matter if I do, if my bestie, if anxiety creeps in, which it does from time to time, we're human, right? And anxiety is a part of being the human experience. When that happens, I greet it. I welcome it and I don't even like to say it. I welcome her because she's a part of me, right? And the difference is I don't, I never have the the thoughts of what's the point being here? Life, like life is shit. No one wants me around. And it's, it that change happened because I ignored it for so long and it got so loud. And I'm so grateful for that now. And I'm going to explain what I've learned from it getting so loud and me having no choice but to start to take action and fucking listen to it, right? And also, so you know that it doesn't have to get to that point. But the one thing I will say is a lot of people will listen to this and go, right, okay, I'm not going to let it get to that point. I've been feeling a lot more anxious than usual. Let's 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 walk away from this podcast and I'm going to take the action. But as soon as you list, stop listening to this, you'll turn this podcast off, like go about your day and not put these things into action. And the reason for that is the pain right now that you're feeling does not out, outweigh the sacrifice of, of making these changes. Of, of It doesn't outweigh the uncomfortability that you're making the change right now. And that's what it was like for me for so long. Yes, I was anxious. Yes, I felt these things about myself, but not to the extreme of the last couple of months when I did. Yes, I was experiencing panic attacks, but that pain didn't outweigh the pain of all the uncomfortability that you go through when you make drastic change in life because it is uncomfortable and it is hard sometimes and it is challenging and the pain of that does not like doesn't outweigh yet the pain that you experience from anxiety so that's why a lot of people wait till they hit rock bottom because then it's like, I really don't have a choice now. I'm done with feeling this kind of pain. I'm absolutely okay with feeling uncomfortable for a little while. But it doesn't have to be that way. But also, I get it. So one day I was in the gym and <laughs> I had this moment. And honestly, it was like I was about to explode. Fucked my gym session off when I just started, ran all the way home in tears and then just bawled my out, my eyes out to Aaron. You know, I told him how bad it was. I told him that there was a time where I was in the bathroom. I'd locked myself in the bathroom away from him because I didn't want to see him. I didn't want him to see me have an anxiety attack because I was so ashamed of anxiety and the way I was feeling. And I just want to I just want to say here as well like if you do feel that way if you feel ashamed of how you're feeling and you're trying to kind of ignore it and not acknowledge it 
I want you to think about whether you've had any experience in the past where your feelings have been invalidated because me locking myself in that bathroom away from Aaron, right? When I kind of got curious about that and was like, why did I do that? Like Aaron, he's, is so safe. Like he's the safest partner I've ever had. Safest male <laughs> I've ever had in my life, apart from a few of my best friends. But what, so why, why did I feel like I couldn't, why did I feel so shameful? And I, my ex, didn't make me feel safe with my anxiety. My ex questioned the way I felt. My ex kind of said, you know, get over it. You shouldn't feel this way. Like stop being silly kind of thing. So I didn't like in my mind when I was going through this, it was so shameful. It was like, I need to hide this, right? So I just wanted to let you know, like if you are feeling that way about how you're feeling, then also just check in with what narrative and, and what experiences you've had with people invalidating how you feel in the past because number one you are so able and you are so surrounded by people who want to help and want to listen and want to be there for you like even if it doesn't feel like it now you absolutely are um so yeah I got home spilled my heart out to Aaron and in that moment literally in that moment I was like I'm angry I am so <laughs> angry and I, I, I am done with my life feeling like this. I am done with feeling like a slave, feeling trapped in my own body. I am done with not waking up in the morning and thinking, oh my God, I fucking love my life. What an incredible world. I am done with feeling the, the opposite of that. I am, I am angry because, I'm angry because why don't I have the tools? Why are we not taught these tools, right? I Probably not even that narrative because I probably at that point didn't have the vocab to use tools and techniques. I didn't know where this was going to take me, right? I just knew that I was going to do everything in my power to change what I was experiencing. And I was sat on the balcony, I remember, and I literally, I got my fucking notepad and pen because that was my only... I love to write and that was my instinct so I did I followed it and the fucking pen was ripping into the paper I've never wrote so raw in my life it just spilled out me I didn't pause I just fucking didn't stop writing about everything that I was experiencing why I was gonna make it change like why it should stop and you know at that point I was still blaming the outside world I was writing about how People need to um, people need to change the way they speak about others, right? Because in my mind, all this had happened because someone had made a comment about me. However, even though I wasn't super aware of the responsibility I had in that moment, I took responsibility because in that moment, I decided that things were going to change. And then after that, it was kind of just like, it just happened. It was just like, I was, I, I listened to what I felt needed to be done at each point in this journey of healing my anxiety. So at first it was all about understanding why I behaved like I did and creating habits that was going to, at the time, didn't know this is what I was doing. I only figured out this is what I was doing when I got into it professionally, right? So 
and would think, right, what is going to make me in my body feel good and in my mind? So I committed to 30 days meditation, never looked back. That's That saved me. Meditation saved me, 100%. And for anyone who is kind of on a meditation journey and sits down for two seconds and goes, no, it's not for me. I, my, I can't sit down and concentrate because my, my thoughts are everywhere. That's the point. To sit through that uncomfortability, bring your focus back, do it for 30 days straight and you might, you'll find it a lot easier. Your mind will be a lot quieter, but it's not about shutting the mind up. It's about noticing. And that, that, that meditation allowed me to open up my eyes to how blind I'd been. And <laughs> I ju- just started to become aware so aware of my behaviors of my thoughts of everything and you know uh, so it was a combination of like okay I'm gonna journal on this I'm gonna anytime I behave in a certain way so I was very reactive as well like growing up fully believed I was an angry person as well as an anxious person you know I've slapped people across the face I've said words that horrible horrible things to people horrible um, to the point where it got me into trouble a lot of times. Like people, <laughs> I remember girls waiting outside for me in school, ready to beat me the fuck up. Teachers had to get involved or like, and this is because I couldn't control my emotions and I'd say things and I'd do things and then get fucking twatted for it afterwards. <laughs> um, but I was becoming aware of all of this just by exploring in the present, my reactions and everything and where this anxiety was coming up and what would trigger it. And then I started exploring the root causes and realized that I'd had this anxiety in my body since I was a child. And it was just screaming to be heard for, I don't know, 20 odd years. And then it all comes fucking blows that like a couple of years ago, right? But I, it was literally, I wasn't aware of what I was doing, but I was learning how to, to regulate my nervous system in the moment and in general. And I was learning how to, become besties with anxiety so rather than think I fucking hate this feeling I need to get rid of it constantly it was like right how do we move with it how 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 do we invite it to the table how do we become besties with it and that's exactly what I'm going to get into today right so I went through all of that and then I was like fuck this this is unreal started to feel different, see myself different, see the world different. Um, And then it was like, fuck, fuck me, shit. (laughs) Why doesn't everybody know about this? Because I like, obviously when you're in this bubble of anxiety, you attract other people with anxiety and you used to have conversations and laugh about, oh my God, I'm so anxious or not even have conversations and laugh, like be, be in a state together. Like me and my best friend, Callie, like she's working on herself as well so much. I miss her so much. Um, oh, I do miss her. And we, we've been having conversations recently about, how, you know, how she's working on herself and she's trying to kind of really figure out what what goes on with her because she she experiences quite severe anxiety as well. But we would we would probably trigger, not no probably about it, we would trigger each other's anxiety. And we'd both sit there and go, I'm so anxious, I'm so anxious, I'm so anxious. And then we, none of us would know what to do with it. And we, we was together nonstop for two years, worked together, slept together, fucking pooped together, 
So we we went through those two years triggering each other's anxiety. And that's what it's like when you're in, in an environment like that. So when I started to fucking see the power that we have to change this, I was like, everybody needs to know about this. I need to help as many women as possible and and make them see what what they what they can have right and what they can experience and that's when i kind of started really honing in uh researching studying and doing what needs to be done so that i'm able to teach that in a way that's very clear and understandable and i sat down one day and i was like right what what did i actually do how did i get from not wanting to be here anymore, not being able to look in the mirror, having an anxiety attack about, no, having anxiety about having an anxiety attack. I used to get anxiety about the fact I was going to get anxiety. (laughs) You know what I mean? (sighs) And how did I go from that to looking in the mirror and thinking, fuck me, she's a boss bitch. Looking in the mirror and going, I'm so proud of who I am looking in the mirror and going, look at every, look at what, everything I've created. Also go from that to when I experience anxiety on the, on the very, what's the word I'm looking for? Rare occasion being like, Hey girl, what do you want? You want to try and help? Okay. Okay. I need you right now. Thanks. Thanks for the message. I'll take this or there's no message. Can you kindly fuck off? Stop being a, stage five going on right how did I go from that to this and the answer to that is I made friends with it I made friends with anxiety and then I came up with a grow and glow co original the five pillars of friendship now this was originally created for anxiety and then when looking at all emotions that we try and deny like anger jealousy I realized that it works for them all. So even if you don't experience anxiety and you're listening to this podcast and you want to become emotionally intelligent and the manager of your emotions rather than your emotions managing you, then listen, listen, Linda. Um, Don't know what that was. (laughs) So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through these five pillars. I'm not going to go into them like really, really deeply because I got trainings for that, (laughs) that you can uh, dive into. So the five pillars are observation and awareness. Then we've got regulation. Then we've got knowledge slash understanding. We've got identity. And then we've got mindfulness slash practice, right? So I'm just going to take a little bit of water because I've got the driest mouth in the world. Okay, so the first step is observation slash awareness. Now, we cannot change anything that we are not aware of. Anything. How, or you might change it, but it'll be by mistake and it's not conscious. And what we're aiming to do here is is consciously create, be, be conscious about an intentional about how we're designing our own lives, right? So the first step towards changing a problem or changing your current circumstance is becoming aware 
of where that's showing up, what's happening without, without judgment from a place of non-judgment. So this is why it's awareness slab, 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 slash observation. You want to start to become the explorer of you. So almost as if you are an outsider looking in. Because to be honest, you at your core are not your body and not your thoughts. That's the first layer of the outside world. So you as you, you as energy, you as consciousness are the one that's observing. And it's it's a vibe of, that's interesting. Hmm. Why did that happen? Why did I behave like that? Why did I respond like that? That's curious. I want to know more. That's interesting. That's the vibe that we're going for here. Not, oh my God, I'm doing this and I'm such a fucking asshole for doing this. Why am I so, why am I such a fucking prick for doing X, Y, Z? I've undone all my work. I'm never going to get wet. No, it's observation from a place of non-judgment, from a place of curiosity. That's the first step. So are you aware of your triggers? Are you aware of in which moments you feel anxious? Is it in the morning? Is it when you're going to work? Is it with certain people? Is it when someone says a certain thing? Is it where, you know, what is it that sparks these feelings of anxiety? That is the first step. And... What I want to say here is so many people are inside their emotion, are inside their anxiety. And I always, the way I describe this is when you're in a movie theater and you're, you're experiencing the movie theater, you're experiencing the movie theater and the sound's on really loud, the screen is huge, all of your senses are completely absorbed, focused in that story, are in that experience. So much so, you forget that you're in a movie theater next to some random guy who you've never met before. You completely forget about that because the lights are turned down, the sound's on, the, the big screen, you're in that story, you get lost. You get lost in the story because that's what the experience of going to the cinema, to the movie theater is. That's exactly what it's like for some people with their emotions and with their anxiety. Their whole awareness is in the anxiety that they become attached to it and they lose who they are and they think they are their anxiety. They think they are their emotions. So they, com they completely feel controlled by it. So what happens when you turn the lights on in the movie theater when the movie's ended your senses can suddenly come back you realize where you are you realize that you're in a movie full of fucking people that you've never met before and you like you kind of come back to core you 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 have a realization right that's exactly what this is this whole process is zooming out of awareness is zooming out and realizing that you have the capability to put yourself back in the driver's seat rather than being managed, rather than being lost in this movie of anxiety. So that's awareness, that's observation. It's understanding and noticing 
That's a really good word, noticing what's going on without being in it, without doing anything to it. That's observation, that's curiosity, that's awareness. And that's what we're aiming for to create this change. Next pillar, regulation. I I cannot even stress the importance of regulation. So emotional regulation is the ability to, to sit in your emotion, to manage it and to respond to it. So when something on the exterior evokes certain emotion, regulation would be to know that you're allowed to feel what you're feeling, not deny it. You're allowed to kind of, you know, sit with it. But then also you have a choice. Regulation is the knowledge that you and the ability to choose your response to an emotion that's being evoked from the outside world. That's emotional regulation, right? So something gives you anxiety, you might lash out, out of fear. Emotional regulation is the knowing that you can you can sit in this anxiety, you can feel it, but you can still choose how you're going to respond to the world. You can still choose what you're going to do with your day rather than just react to that anxiety and let it consume you. Nervous system regulation is the nervous system is the, the the part of the body that is responsible for involuntary systems. So for instance, your breathing, it's how we can sleep at night and not die because our nervous system is still allowing us to breathe subconsciously, automatically, right? So our breath, our blood pressure, our heartbeat, all of these things uh, the nervous system is in charge of. Now, there's a part of the nervous system let's just use simple terms, fight, flight, and freeze. Those, those responses, those stress responses are also activated through the nervous system, right? When those nervous, when those um, stress responses are activated, a part of that is anxiety. So when you feel anxiety, that is your fight and flight activated. And I'm going to get into why in a minute when we move on to the next pillar. But all you need to know right now is when you feel anxiety, your nervous system is booting off. Simple. So nervous system regulation then is the calming and the deactivation of those stress responses and the activation of, let's keep it simple again, rest and digest. Or even simpler, I like to call it the yellow or the green. When, if you do any more courses, you'll understand why. Or Google the polyvagal chart, the polyvagal theory. Yellow, rest and digest. I mean, sorry, yellow, um, fight or flight, green, rest and digest, right? So nervous system regulation is, is coming back to green, coming back to rest and digest when you have a stress response activated. It's not just anxiety, it's fear, it's anger, it's frustration. It is fucking panic, all of this is a stress response and is your fight or flight. And that's why you feel increased heart rate, pupil dilation, you kind of tense up, you get sweaty. All of these things is your nervous system telling those parts of the body to activate, to get ready to fight or to flight, right? But back when we was a little cavewoman, that was quite literal. Now, 
where was I? So nervous system regulation is when we are able or when it just happens in the body, when we activate the rest and digest system, we come back to calm, we feel grounded. We feel that's how we connect from this space. We're able to connect with other human beings in the world. We feel clear, focused. And that's when we're, and that's, that's our home space. That's our, that's, that's us being at home in our bodies, right? And not, that should be our normal state. However, because people don't have the tools, some people live in fight or flight. So when, when I was feeling anxious all the time, I, I was in a constant stress response. And this is why as well, we get these biological diseases and health problems from stress because it fucks with your heart, it fucks with your blood pressure and all of these things, right? Can you see what, how everything's connected? I'm not going to go into that too much. Um, When you are in, one thing I do want to stress though, and that is very, very important here. When you are in a stress response, when you are feeling anxious, when your nervous system is activated in this way, all of its resources are going to the parts of the body to prepare you to a fire or flight, right? The part of the mind, the part of the brain that is responsible for clarity, for compassion, for focus, for rational thinking, that part of the mind, when you are in a stress response, when you are in fight or flight, when you are feeling anxious or angry or fearful, but let's stick with anxious, that part of the mind that allows you to think rationally switches off. It deactivates. Because all of your resources is going to the part of the brain that's going to make, allow you to move fast, to just react. So... When you are feeling anxious, the first fucking point of call is to regulate. Always. Because without that, you are not going to be able to access thoughts that are going to help you in this situation. Now, how do we do that? What I'm going to move through here is going to answer both how to become skilled in emotional regulation and how to actually regulate your nervous system. So I want to ask you right now, and I want you to think about this, because we're going to do in the moment stuff, stuff you can do in the moment, practical things you can do in the moment, but also this, this, this is not a one-time thing. This is... This is a skill that you build. We're not born with this skill. We don't learn it in school, sadly. And I personally believe the reason for that is if everyone knew how to do this, society will crumble because there would be, there'd be no wars, there'd be no meds for anxiety. If everyone was taught this, it's a fucking superpower, right? So we're not taught it. You've got to learn it. And you've got, you've got to commit to the learning of it. Again, pain is the pain of effort 
worse than the pain of feeling like you're feeling right now. The pain of the anxiety you're feeling comes down to that. Which one's which one is worse? Because if it's the anxiety, commit. But if you really can sit there and say the pain of of putting these simple practices into place consistently for a while until you've you've mastered it. If you're saying that that pain is worse than the pain that you're feeling now, then cool. Have fun, <laughs> you know? Um, okay, so what are you doing to regulate your nervous system every day? Because yes, we can regulate our nervous system in the moment when we, you're, the, the thing is about this, right? You're not always going to be in, in the green. You're not always going to be at home state. Yes, it's our base state, and it's where we feel at home. But throughout the day, our nervous system, it's part of being human. It's not good or bad, right or wrong. It's always going on a wave up and down. It's always going a little bit into the red. The red is freeze. I'm not going to get into that too much. We've got fight, flight, and then freeze. Again, Google the polyvagal. Um, or you can join the membership and do our emotional regulation program, Unchained. Little plug there, cheeky plug. Um. Where was I? Yeah, it's not good or bad, right or wrong. You all, you are always going to be up and down. You're going to experience a stress response. And this is what I mean. You're never going to get rid of anxiety. However, you can change how often your body feels at home. So it's not changing as much. So it's not shifting from rest and digest to stress response as much as it is right now. And you do that by not only doing it in the moment, but practicing lifestyle choices and habits that regulate your nervous system on a daily basis because that is going to allow you to feel at home in your body much more often right so it's not just doing this in the moment it's a lifestyle choice but if, if you were to prioritize nervous system regulation you, you like so many positive choices come from that commitment because it's going to affect every single area of life, how you respond to every single area of your life, career, money, relationships, everything is, it starts with this. So I have a thing, what are you doing? And if you're, you're like, well, I don't know what I should be doing every day. Cold water therapy, exercise, meditation, being out in nature, co-regulation. So when I say co-regulation, people who make you feel calm are good for the nervous system. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with people who stress you the fuck out, where you can feel like your stress response is kicking in anytime you are around them? And that's not to, you know, take some responsibility in that as well. But who, but who, no, who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with people who make you feel connected, calm, at home, safe? You know those people that make you feel safe, that listen to you, that respect your boundaries, that aren't toxic. Are you surrounding yourself with people like that? Another little cute co-regulation tool, pets, or if you are a weirdo, cats. Um, nah, cats are all right, but dogs dogs are, are definitely um my my a big big player in my calmness um 
yeah so like co-regulation is really that's why you know you have therapy dogs and all of that jazz so how how much of your time are you filling up with these kind of practices because that this you want to be prioritizing this shit then we've got in the moment right so if you are experiencing anxiety in the moment take a few deep breaths where your exhale is longer than your inhale. So for instance, four, let's do it right now. Okay, I'm gonna do it, let's do it. We'll do four in and six out. Wherever you are, just pause and let's do it together right now. Close your eyes. Okay, you cannot tell me that you don't feel your muscles, your body, your energy relax on every inhale, uh, exhale of that. And if it makes it better, imagine the emotion, visualize the emotion. And on every exhale, visualize that color, that object, leave your body on that exhale. Feel, really breathe into the tenseness, to the heartbeat that you might be feeling. Okay. Do that first and then get up, move your body, dance, go out in nature. All of these things that you, you may have access to when you're feeling this way are going to help in the moment as well. Okay, so this little tool I'm going to give you next is the basically the framework for emotional regulation. It This is how simple it gets to be. This is how simple it gets to be. It's also going to help with the regulation of your nervous system in the moment as well. And this is the AAAL framework or the AAL framework, okay? So what we wanna do first is we wanna acknowledge. This, this comes in with the awareness observation kind of pillar in the moment, right? So we wanna acknowledge without meaning. As human beings, we fucking love to make meaning of things it's how we make sense of the world but sometimes just it just fucks it fucks things up a little bit right remember what we said before curious just observe right so acknowledge without meaning so instead of i feel anxious that means something terrible is going to happen or i feel anxious i am such a twat None of that, okay? We're not doing that anymore. We're in this together. We are not doing that anymore. We're taking some deep breaths. We are exhaling two seconds more than the inhale. And we are saying, I'm a human being who is experiencing a natural human response. That's okay. If you want to use the word anxiety, some things work different with others. With some clients... I say, don't use the word anxiety or anxious at all. If you don't want to feel, if you don't want to feel that in the moment, then don't bring your focus around that word. Right? You can feel I'm feeling a little. I'm I'm a human being who is experiencing a little bit of excitement. 
And that's okay. Because if you think about it, anxiety and excitement, same thing. It's just the fear that we attach to the physiological response that's different. When you're excited, you get butterflies, you get a tight chest, your palms sweat, you might feel a bit dizzy. Same with anxiety, right? It's just a meaning we place on it that's different. So if that feels good to you, try that. Now, once you've done done that first step, you took a deep breath, you've acknowledged, you're not trying to ignore it, resist it, get rid of it, you've acknowledged it. Then you want to accept it, okay? Why is it okay to feel this anxiety? Why is it okay that anxiety is a friend? This is where we're making friends with anxiety. Rather than trying to shove that bitch out of our lives, we're welcoming it to the table, right? We're accepting her. So why is it okay to feel this anxiety? I am a human being who experiences natural emotions. I am able to move through this safely. My body is safe. My mind is safe. My environment is safe. I know that this experience is not permanent and that it will soon pass. I have everything that I need within me to move through this experience. I am safe. This is impermanent. I am grateful for this message that is anxiety is trying to tell me. And I'm going to get onto the message part in a minute. Can you see how much more powerful though that kind of narrative? Sorry, excuse me, what it sauce. Can you see how powerful and how different that kind of narrative is? compared to, oh my God, I'm so anxious. I'm such an anxious person. I need to get rid of this anxiety. What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So different. So, so different. So that's accepting. That's you accepting that you are feeling how you are feeling rather than trying to rid of it. Then what we want to do is let go. Okay. Thank her. Thank her for showing up. Your anxiety is a message. I ignored my anxiety for over, I don't know, 15 years near enough and she got louder and she's fucking she is determined <laughs> she does not give up she got louder and louder and louder until I could not ignore her message anymore and her message was you need to learn to love yourself her message was you need to learn these tools so you feel safe within your body her message was, I am so scared right now and I feel so unsafe. You need to do some healing on the shit that went down. Her message was, I am trapped in your body. You need to fucking release me instead of suppress me. Okay. And even now when it comes up in the moment, not even like in terms of a big message like that, I could get anxiety in the morning and about the 101 things that I've got to do. And then it's like, right, okay, the message is I need to check my energy around my to-do list, around my processes, around how I'm feeling about my business. There's always a message. Or sometimes just like, sometimes there's no message. Sometimes she's just trying to be a stage five Klingon and you have to tell her, look, shit, that like there might be a message here, there might be not, not, but in this moment, I really, really do not need you right now. Thank you. But thank you though. Not fuck off, not, I need to get rid of this anxiety. Thank you for trying to protect me because that's what she's doing. As a friend, as a bestie, she is trying to protect you. And making that shift in your mind removes the fear that you're feeling towards your anxiety. And this is what I mean. Being free from anxiety 
anxiety and fear freedom and not the it's not the effort to try and rid yourself of those things you're going to feel fear you're going to feel anxiety anxiety and fear freedom is the process of learning to understand it and changing your relationship with natural human responses and being able to deal with it in the moment okay so like letting go is about thanking her and seeing what she needs so what message are you trying to send me thank you for the heads up but hon you are not needed right now you know you're about to do something that takes focus that you want to be calm in thank her and say cheers hon but not today thank you for the heads up but you're not needed right now what's going to be best to allow you to leave what is going to be best to allow you to leave what do you need from me what this narrative opens up is again you have the power to give her what she needs to leave and that's where the regulation comes in. Does she need breathing? Does she need movement? Does she need journaling? Does she need nature? Ask. Ask yourself. Check in with yourself. This is about you, the observer, the one who's curious, going, hmm, thank you. Thank thank you for, you know, for this part of me for trying to make me feel safe. But what's going to be best here to allow you to leave? What, what do you need from me? What can I give you? And then thanks for your help. But, but I'm actually just safe and I'd like to relax. I'm grateful for this experience with you because X, Y, Z. So I'm in grateful. I'm grateful for this experience with my anxiety because it's made me realize that I haven't been, you know, doing the practices recently that make me feel calm and I'm going to start those up again. But so, so much more powerful that I'm such an anxious person and I'm going to die. But if you are experiencing that, please know that I'm not taking the piss. I have been there. You get my drift though. So yeah, that is regulation. Knowledge and understanding. This has like two sides to it. So having the knowledge of what anxiety is in the body really, really helped me. And I believe that it's not like 100% uh, needed or necessary in the moment or anything like that. I, I just find it interesting to be honest and I like to make things not seem as not even as scary I like to make people realize that what they're experiencing may may feel scary at times but it's, it doesn't have to be so for instance um a, a bit the reason before why I, why I pulled myself up and I said we don't suffer from anxiety is because I don't believe we do I believe we suffer from the fear of anxiety and the lack of knowledge and understanding, which is why this is such an important pillar. When you look at anxiety for what it is, part of being human, something that actually kept us alive back in the day and the reason why we're all still here, and you look at that even closely and it's a cluster of little fucking almonds in the brain that activate when you perceive danger, that, for me completely eliminated the fear of it like in the moment me thinking hey there's a little almond just screaming out I want to keep you safe <laughs> that is how my brain works and that really really helped me so when you feel anxiety your mind has this radar that perceives danger when it does perceive danger and I say perceived because it's based on your past, past experiences and what you believe, right? 
everyone's different. So depending on what you've been through in the past, your brain will go, bing, danger, send signals down to the nervous system. And it does that because the amygdala in your brain, which is made up by a little type, the amygdala means almond in Greek or comes from a Greek word. Um, and that it, it activates the little clusters of almonds activate and send signals to your nervous system, which then kick off all the physiological uh, processes that you feel like the tight chest, fast heartbeat, all of that, right? So for me personally, understanding that really changed the game for me. Uh, because I just think, well, then it, it's the meaning that I've placed on my anxiety that's scary because that to me is not scary. I changed my story. I changed the story of anxiety by including a little anxiety album, basically. <laughs> oh, um, I love the way my mind works. And then the, this is, the second part to this is understanding your anxiety. The anxiety that you're feeling in the moment the danger that you're perceiving in the moment is nothing to do with the moment. The anxiety and the danger that you're perceiving in the moment, in the present moment, is nothing to do with what you're experiencing in the present moment. It's got everything to do with that part of the brain that's scanning for danger and your nervous system reacting based off the danger that you've perceived and experienced in the past. So if you've been through something in the past and then you're experiencing something in the present that your mind and your body is reminded of in even the subtlest of ways, your mind will see that as danger and your nervous system will activate. So understanding the root causes, the root beliefs, and the experiences that you made meaning of when you was a child, specifically between the ages of 11, uh, zero and seven to 11, that is going to have a huge effect on how you are experiencing the present. Because say if, for instance, you're in a relationship and your boyfriend decides to go out with the boys one night instead of you. And it's it's not but not a big deal, but you react to it. You feel like they hate you, you feel like they don't love you anymore, you feel like you you kick the fuck off, you get angry, you get fearful, you get a bit anxious as well. That you that's got nothing to do with him going out with the boys. It doesn't mean anything about you. You're loved. You're enough. Your body is responding to your dad leaving for work. Don't have to be this big traumatic thing either. Like could be that your dad left full stop. That's quite traumatic. Trust me, I know. <laughs> um, could be that your dad just left. But also it could be just that your dad worked a lot and he didn't have time to play with you once. And he said, look, I ain't got time. I ain't got time for you right now. Or I ain't got time, I've got to go. So you've perceived that as he hasn't got time for me back when you were five and your nervous system is responding to your boyfriend going out with the boys from that. Understanding that and connecting those dots changes your relationship with anxiety because when you are in those moments and you're about to react, you're about to respond, you know that there is a part of you inside that just needs to feel safe. 
And what you can do is, as well as doing the regulation work day to day and in the moment, you can go on this magical, incredible healing journey of healing those parts of you who made those experiences mean something about her. And that is the fucking power of knowledge and understanding. That's why this pillar is so important. Then we've got identity. Are there five or six? Oh no, there's five. I thought I miscounted them. Um, don't know my own framework that I created. Um, and identity. So this is so important because for such a long time, and I know so many people who identify with, I am such an anxious person. I am an anxious person. And again, this goes for any emotion I used to identify with. Um, anger, jealousy. I am ang an angry person. I am a jealous person. No, you are not. That is not you. who you are. Putting yourself in that box is locking that box with you inside it. You are not an anxious person. You are a human being who experiences natural human emotion, right? So get really clear. This is this is a, um this is like an a, a a whole journey in itself in terms of identity. Who are you? Ask your question that every single day for a month as you do this like work in the background. Trust me, that answer will change. So what do you believe about yourself? Your belief system is not the truth. You get to choose in what you what like what you want the world to look like. Okay, so if you feel that you're never going to find your dream job, that will be the truth. You're not good enough for the job, that will be the truth. You all men are dickheads, you'll only ever end up in relationship with dickheads. Impossible to, I don't know, impossible to save XYZ money, you're never going to save that money. You are an anxious person, that is exactly what you will experience. So work on changing that narrative, work on changing what you identify with and who you want to be. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be the person who in the moment is able to regulate their emotions? If so, how does that person feel, think, act, dress, walk, talk? What does she do on a day-to-day -day basis? Who is she? Who Like, who do you need to be? How do you step into that identity? Because if you if you want to stop feeling anxious as much as you do, calling yourself an anxious person is not going to get you there. Identifying as an anxious person is not going to get you there. So I, this is, can you see why identity is so important? Like getting clear on your values. What do you value? And are you doing those? Are you aligning with your values? Because that's going to have an effect on the way you feel and how your nervous system and how anxious you feel, right? Are you living in alignment with who you are? These are the questions that you get to ask yourself. And even if you're currently doing this work, how, when's the last time you asked yourself these questions? It's an ongoing reminder. It's an ongoing process. Like I say, it's a lifestyle. If you commit to this, it's, it's who you are, right? And then we've got the last pillar, which is mindfulness slash practice. So, oh my God, I like mindfulness is so important with anxiety because it create creates a space right now you might be very reactive when you feel anxious you might feel that you have no control in the way that you respond to the world when you are in this state but you are the manager of your state you can change your state and how you do that in one of the ways you do that is practice mindfulness on a day-to-day -day. you don't have to sit there and meditate for half an hour a day 
you can go for a walk. You can use your senses to be present. Mindfulness is the practice of being present. So how are you doing that on a day-to-day basis? Are you being present while you eat? Are you practicing mindfulness eating, mindfulness showering? Just like taking a few minutes to really kind of check in with the thoughts that you're having that day. Mindfulness is being in the present moment and using your senses to experience that because when you are in the present moment, your thoughts are not catapulted into the future. And that's what anxiety is, the perception of future danger. So when you're practicing mindfulness, you're you're strengthening the mind's ability to live in the present. And that is so fucking important because that's where happiness is. You're not going to get the past back. The past is gone. So feeling anxious and fearful about what you have done is the just the most the biggest most waste of energy you will ever do because it's gone it's done what you can do is tune that energy into what did I learn from that past experience and what can I do right now in the present because that's where happiness is being anxious about the future what will happen no matter how much control you think you have over the outside world you do not have anything can happen what you can control one of the only things you can control is your response to it in the present So practicing this mindfulness is a huge, huge tool in in becoming, in building this friendship with anxiety and holding that, these because they they are pillars. They're pillars in terms of what we've been through today are pillars in terms of building this friendship, but you also don't build the pillars and then leave them. You always have to keep going back and straight, like ensuring these pillars are, are seen to so they hold up this friendship so so they don't crumble so they don't deteriorate right and then practice is basically just knowing that you don't always need more tools you have everything that you need right now it's just about honing in on the things you already know and actually doing them every single day when you need to do them you don't need to read another book you, you, you have all these tools. Why don't you do an audit of everything you know, of, of everything that you've learned and then say, right, where am I actually applying this in my life right now? And get brutally honest with yourself. Practice, practice, practice. You can't do all of these things once and expect 20 years of behaving, thinking and acting and responding in a certain way just to poof out of thin air because you've done this practice once. <laughs> not going to happen. I love you, but not going to happen. You you get to have fun with this. Like I say, get curious. You get to go, oh, that's interesting. Let's try this. Let's do this. With the tools, with everything that you already have within you. I've loved this episode. I've loved it. <laughs> I hope this helps you. I know it absolutely will. I would suggest even listening to it again and getting, you know, getting some notes down on there. But just know if anyone is is, is experiencing um, severe anxiety right now, you, girl, you have everything to change that. It's just choosing it. And if you do need some guidance, I am so fucking here for you. We've got one-on-one. We have the membership, which has literally a new drop every fucking two weeks. Every two weeks, there's a drop. Now, 
in there already is Unchained, our emotional management and regulation program. That will blow your mind. And that I think this it's it's changed the lives of others and it will change yours. Um also guys, really, really exciting. If you are a Sydney Hun or if you're not, if even if you're not, um, we've got some people from Melbourne coming down already. The retreat announcement has gone live. Hot girl summer. We are changing the definition of what it means to be hot. Society has conditioned us to believe that hot is straight teeth, perfect hair, perfect skin, slim figure, curvy figure. Don't know. It's all, always fucking changing, right? We are redefining that. Hot girls heal. Hot girls set boundaries. Hot girls regulate their nervous system. Hot girls get outside their comfort zone. Hot girls build their confidence. Hot girls fucking prioritize their growth. That is the vibe of next year's summer retreat. It's in February. It's the last event for a long, long time as we leave Australia for a good while. And it's going to be fucking insane. It's going to be a playground for your inner child. It's going to be a playground. It's going to be a space for healing. And, oh my God, it's it's just going to be, I've got my mind is blowing up with ideas. We are having a 90s to 2000s pool party to finish things off. There are going to be creative workshop vibe activities, like artsy and arts and crafts, but like 90s, 2000s theme. Because I know that the most of the, the, the women who step into my world are between, let's say, 24 to 35, right? We're all pretty much 90s babies or just before. And that's why I know our inner child will be absolutely fucking buzzing with this retreat. So if you are up for it, find me on Instagram, pop me a message and I'll send you the link with the full details. But thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you took the most out of this episode that you possibly can. Um, I love you all so much. And if you need anything from me, just pop you a message, pop me a message. But have a wonderful day, girls. Love, 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 love you all. <laughs>